looms large in the in Astoria and uh, on the entire uh, North Coast. Mary Ann is the founder and the president of the Writers Guild of Astoria. Uh, she founded that organization, a nonprofit, in 2017. Since then, it's grown. There are a lot of events coming up. We're going to talk a little bit more about how the Writers Guild came to be and what it offers to everyone in the community at this point in time. So thank you so much for being here. And Marianne is author, also the author of 12 books. So she's a very uh, busy, uh, active person in our community doing many, many good things. Good morning, Marianne. Hi, Donna. It's so nice to be here with you. Well, I'm glad that you can join us considering all the busy things that are happening in November. For those um, in the community who may not be familiar with you, with your background and with your your time and what you do here in Astoria, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, I moved to Astoria in 2017. And, you know, I, I moved around a lot as a kid. I was born in Boston. I lived in California and Nevada and Chicago and um, Connecticut. So all over the place and did quite a bit of traveling overseas too and just really never felt like I found my place and then when I moved to Astoria in 2017 I just immediately felt like I was home I had um, finished a book Frontier Grit just a year or so before moving here and I sort of felt like I moved right into Frontier Grit <laughs> so it's a great place it's an amazing place to be a creative person and I, I love this community and you came here to to write and to teach, and you came from Texas, is that right? No, I came from Portland. Yeah, ah, that's right. You were in Portland, and I grew. I went to high school in Chicago, so I went to Chicago from Chicago to Portland, where I went to Lewis and Clark College, and then landed here in Astoria. And what is it that made you decide to form the Writers Guild of Astoria? Well, when I moved here in 2017, um, I was really excited about the arts and creative community and very inspired by the work that Astoria Visual Arts was doing, but I didn't see kind of the equivalent for writers, you know, and so I told some of my writing friends, I really think we should have a literary arts nonprofit. I had spent a couple decades in Portland and loved the work that literary arts was doing there with their arts and lecture series, with the writers in the schools, like all the things that a great literary arts nonprofit can do. And so it was really just the fusing of those ideas that like having seen literary arts and the work that they did in Portland, moving here, recognizing that that didn't exist here. and. And then Lisa Smith, at, at, who was president at the time of Astoria Visual Arts, um, you know, I told her, I think this would be great, but I don't know how to start a nonprofit. And she said, well, I'll help you. <laughs> so she she kind of mentored me. And this this community, it's almost a dangerous place to tell people that you have an idea or a dream, <laughs> because the minute you do, there's five people saying you should do it and we'll help you. So. Oh, that's great. And what is the mission of the Writers Guild of Astoria? So the Writers Guild's mission is two part. So it's first of all, to support the writing community of Astoria, of Astoria and help develop and foster and build, you know, writers in the trajectory of their writing careers. 
And then the second part is to foster the unique literary arts in our region. Um, and I think also to use the power of written language as a tool for hope and healing. So in all of the different ways that literary arts, you know, enrich our lives, make life more meaningful, help people, um, you know, cope with various stages and challenges in their lives and also, yeah, find, create a life of deep meaning. I, th I think that's really what literary arts can do for us, help us to live a more observed life. Um, that And to do that on a community level is really our mission. And it's not just for professional writers. And again, there's this, this idea that, you, you know, you have to write really, really well in order for writing to be effective. And that's absolutely uh, not the case. You, writing is, um, is a bridge to our subconscious. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it opens our hearts, our minds, and no matter what it is we're doing, you're trying to, you know, I know you're working in the schools. And, and so it's an idea that anyone can write or be around writing. And that's what you're trying to, you're trying to offer that to the entire community. Yeah. And, you know, Anne Lamott, who I really consider one of my personal writing mentors, I found her craft writing books at a time when I was just starting my writing career and felt a lot of insecurities about my abilities, if I would be able to make it as a writer or not. Um, you know, she says in her amazing essay drafts uh, that all good writing begins with terrible first efforts, you know, and so I think sometimes it's really easy for us to compare the writing that we do uh, privately for ourselves to great masterpieces that are published, you know, and I mean, I remember when I was 13 trying to learn how to write poetry, I was reading William Wordsworth and, you know, Bryant and a lot of the most famous uh, romantic poets and comparing myself to them and feeling quite inadequate, but <laughs> that's really a very unfair comparison, right? Just comparing myself to someone who had been working at that craft for, decades and decades and have the benefit of editing. And so the most important thing to do, especially as an early writer, is to put words on paper, you know, to get it to get it down. Right. We all have the ability to write and writing. It's been said that writing helps us understand our lives. That's how we really um, can reflect on what's happening and make sense of things, like you said, and create meaning. Yeah. So um, anyone, again, can write. It's even if they think, oh, I'm not a writer. Well, yes, we're all writers. Just like when people say, I don't sing. Yes, we all sing. However we sing, how badly, how well, it doesn't matter. But allowing ourselves to flourish and to be more creative, um, I think does help us make sense of our existence on this planet, which is very fraught with challenge at the moment. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that the more we can let go of shoulds and perfectionism and hypercriticism of our own work like when I watched Jericho Brown you know create a poem which we did in, in the Writers Guild workshop with him in 2021 it looks like play like he's just allowing himself to have fun with those words on the page and um, I just think like most of us would enjoy it a lot better and actually end up with um with work that we value more if we allow ourselves to just take risks and play with the language. 
Yes, and also I think not to be intimidated by what genre and 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 oh, it has if a if it's a poem it has to be this. No, everything is on the table now. <laughs> there, yeah. there. So you know you can uh, so people can't need to not be afraid of uh, labels. You know, labels yeah. are so fluid and porous now, don't you think? Absolutely. And people are doing such interesting cross genre work and bending quote unquote rules. And, you know, I mean, it is helpful to have some understanding of, you know, literary tradition, but it's, it's really not necessary. So you can point to, mm -hmm. point to dozens of examples of people who wrote their first book when they were young and didn't have formal training in any of that. And and as you said, the bigger goal is is actually just satisfaction of creating something. That's right. And I think especially in uh, in these times, creating, allowing ourselves the space to create something is as a healing practice. Yes, absolutely. And so the Writers Guild has a beautiful website, lots of resources, lots of you know workshops, events coming up. Um, and it, you know, you can become a member of it. Uh, you have an annual fundraiser every November. And this year, your fundraiser is not a literary ball, which is kind of what has been. Tell us a little bit about the what's really going to be happening on Saturday, this coming Saturday night, November 4th at 630 at the Performing Arts Center in Astoria. What is happening then? Yeah, thank you. So we have kind of rotated between literary balls, which is what we call the events that we've held at River Sea Gallery, and then these kind of bigger literary arts events, like when we brought Jericho Brown. And so that is what we're doing this year. Um, we It's a part of the El Dia de los Muertos celebration. It's in a collaboration with El Centro Northwest here in Astoria, and which is another nonprofit in town. Um, serving the Latinx community. And so we're bringing the poet Brenda Cardenas, who is a wonderful award-winning poet who's a professor of creative writing and Latinx studies at the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And she's connected with us through Francisco Erdogan, who has done some readings here for the Writers Guild in the past. He's a poet in California. And he's also connected with the nonprofit Letras Latinas, which is um, affiliated with University of Notre Dame. And they have donated copies of Brenda's new book that we've uh, distributed to the schools, to area educators. So it's been a really rich, multifaceted project with a lot of wonderful collaboration. But on Saturday, we hope people will come and hear Brenda read. We also will have um, readers from the community we held a poetry contest uh, to write calaveras which is a traditional mexican uh, poetry form that is associated with el dia de los muertos the day of the dead and so the winners from high school junior high and adult categories are going to read their work on stage with brenda we'll have a traditional ofrenda which is like the altar to commemorate the loved ones who have passed and we also are going to have auction items and we're really excited about those the local businesses in our community have just been so generous and they've donated a lot of really lovely gifts that i hope people will come and uh, bid on, including, you know, Cannery Pier Hotel packages and Liberty Theater and Crothers and the Van Dusen House stay. And um, there's a tugboat tour. So there's a lot of really nice holiday items. 
I know you were on Carol's show on Friday and you talked about this and people can buy tickets um, at the, through the Performing Arts Center, correct? Yeah, through the Charlene Larson Performing Arts Center, which is where the event will be this Saturday at 6.30. There's a VIP reception that starts at 6 p.m. So people can buy tickets to that if they wish. This like includes wine and cheese before, um, but the event starts at 6.30. And yeah, we'd love to see everyone there. And actually what's happening before Saturday is something that's happening on Friday, which is a free workshop um, on writing a particular kind of poetry. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So on Friday at tomorrow, 10 a.m. at uh, Clatsop Community College in the library there, um, we are having an ekphrasis workshop with Brenda Cardenas and ekphrasis uh, poetry is a fancy kind of intimidating Greek word for something quite simple actually it's just poetry written in response to visual art. And, um, you know, the classic example of it is Ode on a Grecian Urn by John Keats, the British romantic poet, but, um, you know, I think visual art makes a wonderful writing prompt and it's so I love just taking a notebook into an art gallery and writing stories that come to me based on um, images that are in the art. And that's essentially what we're going to be doing. So it's actually very unintimidating and and especially and particularly for people who enjoy both visual arts and as well as literary arts, which there's a lot of them in our community that is a very creative, multi-talented community. So I think it'll be really enjoyable for for everyone, but particularly the uh, people with those kinds of interests. Yes, and again, something that um, anyone can come with their with their notebook and look at whatever image is going to be shown or images, and that can um, inspire them to do some writing. And um, I was just talking to a friend of mine who's a new teacher in our in our school system. You know, she's actually in Mississippi, but she said that. Um, she really feels it's very important to allow children time to look at a visual image and use their imagination and discover things because they're fed, you know, they're being fed so much, so much uh, through social media that they don't have to look deeply at something. And she is trying because it's, a, what's this a picture of? Oh, it's a picture of a woman. Well, no, look more closely. What is her affect? And she's So looking at things deeply is a good practice for our imagination. And then writing those things down, that just comes naturally. Yeah, yeah. And what you're talking about with that close observation and detail, I mean, all of that's such wonderful practice for any type of writing that you're gonna do, right? So- For life. Yeah, for life, for life. <laughs> and the reason we wanted to have it at the library at Clutsup Community College is because they have a really extensive collection of art images. So that's what we're going to use as prompts for our work. So oh, yeah. that does sound like a lot of fun. That's it. So yeah. that's happening. Yeah. Friday, November 3rd. And if you just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn. And today I'm speaking with Marianne Monson. Marianne has a lot of energy and passion. She uh, is the author of 12 books. She moved to Esther in 2017 and then founded the nonprofit, uh, uh, 
Writers Guild of Astoria. She is the founder and the president. And their website, I encourage everyone to go to their website. There's something there for everyone. Um, there are a lot of events coming up. Uh, we just talked about what's happening tomorrow and Saturday. And then you have ongoing events. Talk a little bit about some of the other things that are happening and some of the new things that have happened since the organization is growing and is growing quickly. Yeah, we are growing. There's just been a lot of exciting invitations for collaborations. In 2023, we did our first event with Literary Arts, that organization in Portland, which is a little bit of a dream come true for me, just because I have so much admiration for the work they do. But we hosted um, Casey Parks, who was an Oregon Book Award winner. And so that was our first collaborative event with Literary Arts. We have a lot of ideas and plans that we would like to bring to pass in 2024. Um, and we're hoping to partner with the Liberty Theater in 2024 for some events. Um, we're just really excited about all of the opportunities. We want to do a lot more with um, creating a presence in the schools. We've had creative writing clubs at both the junior high in Astoria and the high school. Um, and we've also done a fair amount of bringing programming to local students too. like Brenda is going to be doing a poetry workshop with Seaside Middle School students uh, while she's here. And so, um, you know, when when Jericho Brown came, we we also took him to Seaside High School and uh, and so we we try to involve the students at all levels. You know they're involved in the poetry workshops too. But there's just so much more that we could do. I, I we feel like the sky is the limit, and we're really excited to to keep implementing new ideas. Yes, and you have a very uh, vibrant board of directors, and you get your funding through obviously memberships. People can join to support the organization online, and also grants and uh, all of the normal things a nonprofit organization has to do to exist. And um, as you say, there are a lot of opportunities to partner and Astoria is, I mean, with the film festival and AVA and all of that, there's, it's just a rich time to be involved in creativity. And all of us are creative, whether we think we are or not, we are. Um, and I like that you also tell people, you know, there's Rick's Open Mic, you know, that's happening on Tuesday, November 7th at, at Winecraft. And then you started something new with Art Walk. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, and I do wanna mention that we are very grateful this year for the support of the Clatsop County Cultural Coalition, which I think does a lot of work supporting arts nonprofits here in town. And, and they were a, a big supporter of our Brenda Cardenas event. Um, but yes, so the pop-up open my, or the pop-up uh, authors fairs are new to us in 2023 and they've been super popular. So basically it's really a chance for the writers of the community to participate in Astoria Art Walk, which, as we all know, is just a wonderful event here in town that happens at the second Saturday of every month. And so um, it will be five times this year that we've done it. Um, it was originally scheduled for quarterly, but the fall pop-up author fairs were so popular that we added a second one. So November and December, uh, as part of Art Walk, you can find seven local authors signing their books and selling their books um, up right above uh, AVA's gallery in, um, the, in the studio cooperative up there. Right. Good. That's excellent. And 
you have a program, River Writers. Tell us a little bit about River Writers for maybe those listeners who may not have heard the program. Yeah, River Writers is a collaboration with KMUN, which, you know, we're such a huge fan of all of the work that KMUN and um, you, Donna, and all the other programmers there at KMUN do in the community with bringing us public uh, radio. So it was really the brainchild of um, Vice President, former Vice Guild Vice President Dale Olson, and uh, she brought up the the idea at at our one of our annual retreats to have a monthly show on KMUN, and we all thought it was wonderful. So it's called River Writers, and it happens the second Monday at 9 a.m. of every month. But you can also, of course, always find the archives of back episodes, and there's about 12 of them. I think we just passed our one year anniversary. Um, but yeah, and actually the next episode will be November 13th at 9am and I will be having a conversation with Brenda Cardenas that we're going to record while she's here in town. So they're interviews with writers who are connected in some way to Astoria um, about the craft of writing. So they're kind of deep dives into the writing craft and, and a chance to see how you know, writers go about doing what they do. And it's it's neat to see all the different ways that people approach it, so. Hmm. I think, you know, one of the things about writing is that David White, the poet philosopher that I often refer to is when you sit down with your pen in hand and a piece of blank paper or your computer, you sit in front of you, it's a surprise, it's a journey. You might have an idea of something you think you're going to write, even journaling. You you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think we need more surprises that also offer insights in our lives. And that's the beauty of sitting down with a blank piece of paper and a pen, or again, however you want to access it. Um, something magical happens when you create something like that. Absolutely. I know that is a huge part of my own motivation for writing is that surprise element, that magic that happens on the page. Not every single time. Sometimes you just have to force yourself to write words kind of, you know, out of grit. <laughs> but um, but it happens enough that it gets, you know, pretty addictive. And, and I remember Jericho Brown saying in my interview with him, he said, sometimes he'll write something in a poem and he will read realize that it's true and then he'll tell himself well if i really believe that that is true do i actually live that way and so he talked about this really amazing way in which writing is actually um impacting us and changing us right as we realize those truths that are, surprise us that come out on the page then we kind of end up in a position where we have to realign our behaviors to match those beliefs and truths. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a great story. And I had a writing professor once who had been working with the senior population, um, who many of whom had aches and pains and issues, you know, physical issues. And he had them do this uh, um, technique, which actually I think is, is, can be very powerful, uh, which is you, you sit down with the pen and paper and you ask your body a question like, why is my left leg bothering me? Or what is, what is the message I'm getting from this neck pain or whatever it is. And you write the, you write the question down and then you immediately change the pen to your non-dominant hand to let the body write the answer back. 
Wow. So that you kind of your brain is not trying to tell you, well, it's because of blah, blah, blah. You know, the brain is always chattering. And this is a way of like, you write the question to the body and in your in your writing hand, your dominant hand, and then instantly change and see what comes out. See what your non-dominant hand, it, hopefully you can read it, but what it, what yeah. it says, you know, you're yeah. asking the body a question through writing. So it's a very powerful practice. Gosh, we only have a few minutes left, Marianne. What other things do you want the listening audience to know about the Writers Guild of Astoria? Well, we're just here. We're here in the community for writers to support the, you know, your work, your journey as a as a writer, uh, wherever you are on that path and within your work, uh, your creative work there. And we're also here for readers, you know, people who don't necessarily consider themselves writers, but they love to read. They want to, they care about literary arts and how it impacts our community. You know, we have put on more than 35 separate literary arts events this year. So that's that's a lot of literary arts programming that we've been bringing to this community. So anyone can become a member, anyone can support the work that we do. Um, you know, we we welcome every everyone <laughs> to be well, I think encouraging more thoughtful, reflective people and space and time to do that in this crazy rushing busy world um is a really valuable thing yeah yes and that is really what we would like to do more of in the upcoming years is we would like to bring more opportunities to people to come join us and and write so Yes, and and be around again that the thoughtful, curious people who are interested in, you know, what is beyond the surface, what is beyond the news, what is, you know, another um, wonderful professor I had, I loved said that, you know, the news of the day is not to be found on, you know, on television or the radio, the news, the real news of what's happening with humanity is in the writing of, you know, poetry and other things like that which access a much deeper kind of wisdom that we need in this world today. Yeah, and you know, in my own writing, I work a lot, I, I write women's history. And so in that capacity, I delve into diaries kept by people who were not famous or well-known during their day, you know? And, and it so often strikes me exactly what you just said, Donna, like reading women's diaries of, of living through the Civil War. They didn't think of themselves as remarkable or their experiences as unique, but we all have our own stories to tell and we're the only ones who can tell it. Wow. Well, thank you for continuing to tell your story through the writing of your books. You're working on another book, um, uh, uh, Following Frontier Grit, and you're going to be speaking um, and presenting on Women's History at Ocean Park Library Wednesday, November 8th at 2 p.m. Also, I want to mention that. Thank you so much for establishing the Writers Guild for all the good things you're doing in the community and beyond, Marianne. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Donna, and thanks to KMUN for the great work you're doing here, too. Thank you very, very. You did a marvelous job engineering today. And my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor, Michael Bruin for his original theme music for this program. Until we meet again, I hope today you will find a moment to take a deep breath. Let's just take a second right now and take a very deep healing breath together. Oh, it's so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then 
focus on the things that are going well. There are so many things aren't going well. Focus on those things you can find gratitude for and then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, the only one for doing the best you can. We all are unless, until we know better. And then appreciating being here now in this moment, the only moment that exists, the now moment on the amazing planet we call Earth. <laughs>